Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Scottish Clans Podcast. This is Clint Edwards. I'm happy to have you with me. Thanks for joining me. I am trying out some new equipment today. I've got a a new mic courtesy of one of my viewers. And if you're listening, you know who you are because there's only been one person that's donated. And I'm not making a call for everybody to start pitching in money because I'll do that when we monetize. And I don't know how we're going to monetize it yet, but I'm kind of leaning toward the um, the sponsorship method. Podbean keeps on putting emails out to me to join their webinar for monetizing your podcast, and they do it right in the middle of the workday. Stinking inconvenient. Inconvenient. I think trying to learn Spanish is now messing up my English. Anyway, um, I apologize for the delay in getting another episode out. I've had more homework than usual lately. Now, I don't mean to complain because I talked to some of my peers that are taking other languages like Korean or Japanese or Mandarin or Russian, and they're just doing, it is, it is all they can do to keep in the game. They're, it is, it is, it is consuming every minute, every thought, and just to stay at the bare minimum level. And, and, and that's not how this is going for me. It's a much more enjoyable experience. I still have to keep on my game. I, I'm not so good at it that I can just completely relax and slack off. I can't, I can't do that. But I found that if I do my homework that they give me and, and maybe a little extra work on vocabulary memorization or some other things here and there, maybe, maybe listening to, I don't know, uh, some news in the in Spanish or YouTube videos or whatever that I can you know work on that listening. It doesn't it doesn't need to consume me and I can stay in the game. So anyway, I'm 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 not meaning to sound complaining, but I have been my evenings have been taken up a little bit more than usual. So it's been it's taken me a while to get to this, but I'm here now, and I think I've got a great time for you. Now let me let me tell you something that happened recently that affects this podcast. My mom, my dear sweet mother, one of the best people in the whole world, she decided, you know what, I'm just be- just because I want to see what my son's up to, I'm going to chime in on one of these, these po- I'm going I'm to I'm listen to one of these podcasts and I'm going to see, see what he's doing. What's this product like he's putting out there? And she listened to the last episode. The last episode on the bonds of Mannerent was a little bit more academic nature. And her feedback to me was, Clint, I, th- I, th- I think you get too down into the weeds sometimes, especially for beginners who don't know. And I said, well, Mom, I've got kind of a broad spectrum of an audience here. I've got some people who are just barely coming into this subject and don't, you know, may found out that their last name's Scottish and wanted to learn more. And I've got other people who've been studying about this for as long as I have or longer they're at a pretty scholarly level on this stuff, and I'm trying to please everybody. Now, so if you were one of those more academic types, that last episode was a good one for you. If you're the type that's at a beginner level and you're just you're just wanting to learn some stuff about your ancestors, and you're not trying to get down into PhD thesis theses. I don't really know what the Latin plural for that is, but I'm thinking I'm just going to speak English and say thesis. Um, you, you're not looking to get that deep. And so, so there's certain episodes in this podcast that are more 
attractive than others. And so, you know what? I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to throw you guys a bone. If you're in that second category, you're just starting off and you just want to hear some cool stories about the history of the Scottish Highlands and the clans and things that are going on there. Um, this episode is going to be a good one for you. Now, if you're one of the more academic listeners, you've been in this subject for a while, you're a little bit more advanced in this subject, I still think, don't we just love good stories? Because I, I enjoy doing these type of ep- episodes as much as I do the academic stuff. I mean, my, my mind does get excited by ideas and concepts, and, and I, I love to kind of get way down in there, and I love to talk to people who do at the same time. I just love a good story. And I think really that's what got, got me interested in history in the first place. And tonight is a, a real humdinger of a story. And maybe you've heard about this story before and maybe you haven't. And this is, this is more, this is going to be, there, there are parts, there's aspects of this that where we could really dive into the weeds. But I think we're going to keep it pretty simple today, all right? So hopefully you enjoy this. Now let me give you a little forecasting for the future. Also going off of my sweet mother's feedback and maybe wanting to reach out to you all who are, I, I would say maybe there's more of you who are at a beginner level than those of you who are at an advanced level. And I've got an idea for the next few episodes after this one. And I don't know how many episodes it's going to turn into. I'm guessing it's going to be more than one, though. I'd like to do a series of episodes, about two, three, however long it takes. And I'm going to call it Scottish Clans for Beginners. Now, I hope that those of you who are more of an academic level, a scholarly level on this subject are not going to turn it off cuz let me give you a let me give you an analogy. I'm I'm into precision rifle shooting. Now I haven't I'm not as in, into it as some people are. But I'm more into it than probably most people are. And I, I love I love a, a nice rifle that can this precise can reach out long distances. That, that really gets me excited. Yet I don't have an unlimited budget for that. I'm and, you know, we all spend money on things that we're interested in and that are important to us. And some people like to spend it in travel. Others are into dirt bikes, horses, fine, fine dining, whatever it is. And so I'm not going to say I don't have the money for it. But as a husband and father, that's the priority at this stage of my life. And maybe, I don't know. Anyway, there's other things. There's competing interests I would say for that money. And I can't just go out and buy a a $4,000 custom rifle and an equally expensive scope to put on it. Like these guys who get into competitions. And that's, you you can spend more than that. But that's that's pretty expensive. I'm I'm at more of the $1,000-ish rifle and about the same on the scope. And... But I've been, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not, this is my first, this is not my first year that I've been into this. I've been dabbling in this stuff for a, quite a long time. But when I see a podcast on a precision rifles on a budget or precision rifles for beginners, I've already, I've already done it. I've, I've, the, I've owned two precision rifles. Both of them were done on a budget. Both of them turned out very well, very pleased with the results. Very accurate rifles, very good scope rifle combos, 
but I will still click on that precision rifle for on a budget or for beginners. I'll still click on it because I still get some things. I still think find the subject interesting, even on that level. And I, there's just some things you pick up here and there that are fun or something that might jog your, your imagination or, or jumpstart it and help you move on to, to a topic or think about something in a certain way or spark a question that you need to ask. So if you're the scholarly level, I still think this this episode will have something to offer. You know what? Let me. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on listener feedback, but I I have sat, found some things on the the Apple Podcasts, which I I would say that by far Facebook sees the most traffic when it comes to listener feedback. Um, Podbean probably the last. In the middle is the Apple Podcasts, but still it's not very high traffic. Facebook's way out ahead on this. Apple Podcast reviews and Podbean comments are very much the the minority. But I have picked up a few recent ones from the Apple Podcast, and I just want to read them today to start off, and this won't take too long. The first one comes from David Cameron White. It says, what a rare find. I've been hooked since downloading the app 10 days ago. Very informative and entertaining. I really love the way the discussion gets around to giving some history into the different clans, battles, and politics. Well done. Well, thank you, Mr. White. Appreciate your feedback. That was five stars, by the way. I got another response from Joker Shugart. He says, I just found the podcast. This is a great option to find out more about various Scottish clans. I started with the most recent episode and then went to find my my clan episode. After listening to these episodes, I went back to the beginning and found I can't stop listening. I have listened for to one to two episodes a day. Great work, and I am fascinated to find out more. Awesome. Joker Shugart, thank you for your feedback. Also five stars. I got five stars from Jab, J-A-B, 82489, titled Love It. I have recently found this podcast, and I have really enjoyed it. In the past two days, I've listened to the first 12 episodes already. I've recently found out I've gotten five-plus clans in my family history, and this podcast has helped me helped understand helped me understand history and culture a lot. Would love to talk to Clint one day and nerd out. Well, Jab82489, that would be fun. Um, and then I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of getting back in time now. To, this is back a little while, but I'll just say it just, to, just in case I haven't mentioned it. Hunter76USA great history. I enjoy listening and have learned a lot from this podcast. If you have any interest in Scotland and clan clan history, I think your time will be well spent listening. So thank you, Hunter76USA. All right. Now, let me just make, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on the Facebook comments, because now that we've transferred from a page to a group, we're starting to pick up momentum there. And there's some conversations there that get going that if you want to just get in on some of those conversations, see what people are saying, I'm getting some of the listeners who come from a more a more advanced background on this subject, and they're starting to get the conversation rolling on that. And I'll just throw a few names out there just, and this isn't all inclusive, this doesn't represent everybody. I know I'm going to leave some people out, so I apologize for that. But I've got Neil King weighing in on there. we got Rory McKenzie and 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 uh, I've got Sam Reed on there as well. And they're getting going back and forth. And, and I love that. Instead of a ping pong match or a tennis where I, 
I hit it to a listener and they hit it back to me and then I hit it to another listener and they hit it back to me and it's very one, 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 one. I like this more like a soccer game and pass the ball off to somebody else, an, a listener, but then they, rather than just passing it back to me, they're passing it to somebody else on the team and they're passing it to somebody else on the team. And we get this dialogue going on between the listeners rather than filtering through me all the time. I'm loving it. And if you want to catch some pretty cool conversations in there, including some areas that I don't dip into as much like the Jacobite rebellions, not that I think it's boring or any, not even close, but they've just read up on that subject more than I have. And I think your time would be well spent to check out the Facebook group titled Scottish Clans. In fact, if you really want the detail on this, let me let me give you the URL for this. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward, class, forward slash the Scottish Clans. Okay, that, that should get you there. You can ask to be a member of it. Um, sometimes it might take me a day or two before I see that you've asked to join. I have set it up though, and I checked on this, and I think I've got it set up right where mem- other members can add people to the group, can can approve their mem- their joining, so that I don't it doesn't all have to filter through me. Once again, I'm trying to get this to be a community thing, and anyway, I've got some great great conversations going on the Facebook page, so feel free to jump on there and see what's going on. Well, a lot of you have clicked on this podcast and wanted to listen to it because you're going to want to hear a great story. So let me get to the story. Let's get to some background on the story. The Battle of the North Inch. What's the North Inch? I don't know because I don't really know what an inch has to do with it, but I do know this. I do know that sometimes in changing words from Gaelic to English, we make words sound different to make it sound right in English. Well, the Gaelic word for island is inish. And sometimes when it's been brought into English, we've made it inch, like one inch, two inches, three inches, a system of measurement. So um, I, I don't know if this refers to some kind of a island, but when I look up the place of this, it's just shown a big open field that's in the city of Perth in Scotland. And and we're and it's just out of the Highlands. It's not it's not in the Highlands, but all the participants in the actual fighting here were Highlanders, except for one. Except for one, I'll get to that in a minute. Let me let me tell you some of the stories, or not not the stories, the sources that I went to for this. So what I did is I did a common technique, and I do recommend this to you guys if you're trying to learn more. Go to the Wikipedia article. Read the Wikipedia article to get introduced to the, to the topic, and then go to the references. Now, some of the articles are referenced better than others, are cited, or have a better reference section than others. Some, some of them have, have a horrible reference section, and, they don't need, and it doesn't need to be that bad. But I, on the Battle of the North Inch, the Wikipedia article is pretty well cited, I think. It's, I, would, I would say it's medium, meaning it has a handful of pretty good sources to go to. And I'm not, I'll let you go to there and see all of them. I'll just mention a few of them that I got off there. A History of the Highlands and of the Highland Clans by James Brown, published in 1840. The Highland Clans of Scotland, Their History and Traditions by George Iyer Todd, published in 1923. I have An Account of the Confederation of Clan Hatton, Its Kith and Kin by Charles Fraser Mackintosh. 
and and that was published in 1898, as well as History of the. Wait, let me let me make sure I get this right here. Oh, will it let me? Oh, there we are. Um, we're switching switching pages here. This is the a history of the the Highland. You know what? Let me just let me just switch over to the references cited page. Okay, history of the Scottish Highlands, Highland clans, and Scottish regiments by John Kelty, published in eighteen eighty five. All right, and you'll see that particular book cited a lot. If you're studying the Highland clans and you're going through Wikipedia articles, you'll see that pop up over and over again. Almost as much as, how did Neil King put it in his, one of his, he was talking about just, he just, a quick, that he, he makes fun of it. Well, I don't know that he's actually making fun of the book, but he's making fun of, there we go. <laughs> I'm just looking at the, the Facebook group here. I hope this is the preferred place to comment on your podcast. I'm going to, I'm going back in time to episode ten. Is your clan really a clan? I could get into a whole thing on this. He he calls this book the Bible of the clans, the Scottish clan and family encyclopedia, because it's mentioned in every single Wikipedia article, and it's it's this is like. Like he said, the Bible of Scottish clans, and it's. But he says it a little bit sarcastically. Uh, I don't know. You, I, I've I've expressed my thoughts on that source a lot of times, and you can go back in previous episodes, including one episode called "Resources or Problem with Resources," and you can see what I think about that. And it's not all bad. I'm not. I'm not out here to sharpshoot anybody. Anyway, so there's a couple of very common sources. That book that I just mentioned that Neil King, King was mentioning there. And then History of the Scottish Clans, Highland Clans, and Scottish Regiments. I see that pop up a lot. Now, all the all the sources that I've just cited on here, they are available on archive.org. All right? And if you go to the Wikipedia article and you scroll down the references and there's links to them, I think most of those links are just going to take you right to the archive.org and you can download a PDF right onto your computer there. So there I've set you guys up if you want to do some more study on this because I'm not meaning to get super deep on this. So let's jump into the story. Particip- well, let's, let's set the stage for it. Time period. 1396. Robert III is the king of Scotland. He would be a, a Stuart, if I'm not mistaken. And in 1396, I told you the place already. This is a place called the North Inch. It's a place in the city of Perth. Now, how do we get these Highlanders all coming down to Perth to, to fight it out? Well, um, let's talk about who was involved, and, and then we can. That'll naturally lead into how do how do we get from there to, to there. There's 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 discrepancies or, or disagreement on who the actual participants were because the sources will say that the, and the the earliest sources will say it was the clan Hatton C H A T T A N and yeah I'm pronouncing that C H like the same way you would say it in Loch the clan Hatton and I have a whole episode on who they are so. It's a confederation of clans, just to be short. A bunch of clans make it up. Some of them are blood-related to each other and descended from an original clan Hatton, and others joined out of expediency or some other way in, but it was a confederation of clans. 
So it says Clan Khatan on one side and Clan Kai or Kai or K on the other side. There's been disagreements about who the Clan K was and who made up the Clan Khatan. Now, after going from source to source to source, I'll tell you my opinion. The Clan Khatan, in this case, was referenced. It, it, this is this is a reference to the McPhersons. Now, why do they call the McPhersons Clan Khatan? The Macintoshes, the chief of the Macintoshes, was also the captain of this confederation. So not only is he the chief of his own clan, but he's the, the head of this confederation of clans, and usually referred to as the captain of Clan Khatan rather than chief. Once again, for more detail on the background there, there's a lot going on. Go back to the episode. I can't remember what number it was, but it's titled Clan Khatan. Or, or maybe it's the Clan Khatan or the Macintosh the Macintosh um, Cameron feud. This might well, actually you might could get into this in two different episodes. But there's there's where you go. Okay, look look back to the previous episodes because I'm trying not to to get too down in this. You get the McPhersons. Why would they call the McPhersons Clan Hatton? Well, the McPhersons, even though the, the Macintoshes, the chief of the Macintoshes was the head of the Clan Hatton, the McPhersons contested that position because they were the actual lineal descendants of the male line of the of the original clan that was the clan Hatton, whereas the Macintosh is married into it. So the descendants of that marriage would have been lineally descended, but through the female line. And the McPhersons were a male line descent, so they would challenge that. Now, they didn't challenge it the whole ex- their their whole the, the the whole existence of this confederation, the McPhersons were more or less aggressive in that contesting but not all the time. As you'll see in this case, the Clan Kai, who 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 are the Clan K or the Clan Kai? This is there's there's competing theories on this. Some people think it was the Camerons and this would they're going into, you know, like the, the feud between the Camerons and the Clan Khat and specifically the Macintoshes. But the other theory, and the one that I'm gonna side with, is that it was actually the, the Davidsons because the, in the Davidsons, with with them, this it goes back to the way that their name is pronounced in Gaelic. So now I'm um, going back to the history of the Highland clans here, and I'll, I'll you know what I'm going to post links to all these references. Okay, so it'll take you right to the archive.com or .org where you can download it for yourself or read it on there, however you like to do it. But I'm quoting from that. It says. The parties to this combat were the McPhersons, properly the Clan Catton, and the Davidsons of Invernahaven, called in the Gaelic Clan Gavi, and commonly pronounced Clan Chai. So, I've mentioned this before. In in the genitive case, when you show possession, you drop an H by that D in Davidson, and it turns the D sound into a G sound. So you don't need to know about genitive case and possession, all that. All you need to know is that when you use when you say this, the name Davidson a certain way in Gaelic, the D sound at the beginning goes to a G sound. So instead of Clan Davidson or Davi or anything, it's it goes to Clan Gavi. And if you just sh- do it short, which you know that's all of us like to do nicknames, short nicknames, short for this or that, it turns to cl- it sounds like Clan Gai. Okay, so there you have it. You got the Davidsons on one side, the McPhersons on the other. Why are they here fighting? Well, we got to go back to the Battle of Invernahaven, which, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. By the way, 
just a short pause. Neil King corrected my pronunciation of, okay, this is completely jacked up the way this name is spelt, but the Culcahoons, which I know is not, that Q in the middle of it is just out of place. And I've said it's Cahoon, Culhoon, Calhoun. We've had a president of the United States that was Calhoun. Neil King says in Scotland, generally, it's just Cahoon. All right, so I'm just going to throw that out there. All right, back on the story. Okay, why are we, why are we, so we're at the Battle of Invernhaven. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. 1370 or 1386, we're not sure. So we're going back to possibly a quarter of a century before the Battle of the North Inch. The Camerons have invaded McIntosh territory, or the Clanhattan territory, I should say. And McIntosh is, the, 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 the McIntosh, the chief of the McIntosh, is the captain of Clanhattan, has taken command of this joint army who are going to fight off the Camerons. And you've got the principal parties that are involved here are the McIntoshes, with their chief taking the lead, and then you've got the McPhersons and the Davidsons. The Shaws were probably there too, but the main story here is between the Davidsons and the McPhersons, arguing who has command of the honorable position of the right wing of the army. They're fighting over. That's the that's the prestigious place. Usually, you have the guy that's leading the whole army will have command of the center, and the next highest position will be given command of the right wing. And the McPhersons and the Davidsons are fighting over who's going to get it. McIntosh decides in favor of the Davidsons. He, he decides in favor of the Davidsons, which did not go over well with the McPhersons. And if you want, the, and why he sided with the Davidsons, you can get into the the sources that I've given you. I've enabled you to to pursue this subject farther. But he he sided with the Davidsons. Davidsons, you guys have got the right wing. Well. And, and this goes up, This leads into another really interesting story about the Battle of Invernahaven and how they get the McPhersons to get back into the fight. I'm going to leave you to find that out, or maybe I'll do a podcast on it sometime from now. In and of itself, it's a great story. But this decision here, this put bad blood between the Davidsons and the McPhersons for quite a while after this. All right. In fact, it was open hostility, killing each other. And like I said, the Battle of North Inch takes place in 1396. The two dates for the Battle of Invernahaven is 1370 or 1386. So it was anywhere from a quarter of a century to 10 years before the Battle of the North Inch. That's about how long the McPhersons and the Davidsons were slugging it out. Okay, so the Scottish king, Robert III, he's got his subjects up here just wreaking havoc. And, and I'm sure other people were affected and maybe they're complaining to him about it because he feels like he has to do something about it. So he sends two men up there to try to arbitrate. The Earl of Dunbar and Lindsay of Glenesk, who later becomes the Earl of Crawford. Sends those up to, those, those two up there to, to see if... And he must have put a lot of trust in these two men. They must have been very capable men. He, he said, you guys, I, I have confidence you can figure this out. They go up there and, and a long story short, the agreement that's come to is that we're going to settle this conflict by meeting up down at the north inch of Perth, and each side is going to pick their 30 best guys, the 30 best warriors, we're gonna, and we're going to put, put them in this enclosed area, and I don't know 
when in the, the pictures that it shows of this, just a big wide open field. And I don't know how big or small they made this fighting area, but it's 30 dudes. You got to probably give them a little bit of space. And it says that they started the battle with bows and arrows. So I'm thinking they're, they're not like 10 yards away from each other. So we might, might be dealing with a little bit of space here. Now, that's, that's how they're going to figure this out. The McPhersons and the Davidsons have been slugging it out for a while, and we're going to settle it by each, each side taking their best 30 guys, and we're just going to take care of it right this second. All right, so Richard III shows up with his queen. His queen was a Drummond. Annabelle Drummond, I think, was her first name for whatever that's of interest to you. And it says that there's also dignitaries or notable people from other countries who happen to be at this place. It seemed like this was the most exciting thing happening in Scotland at this time. It's, it kind of harkens back to the gladiator days of, of Rome. And, and it, 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 it is sound, it's kind of barbaric or, or primitive, but maybe if we say better to these 30 guys on each side, hack it out, then we keep fielding larger numbers of men and larger numbers of people getting killed. So I don't know. Um, I think a lot of these things have been looked at in the context of history. It might have been a step up from what was already happening. Anyway, everybody's shown, anybody who's anybody has shown up to watch this fight. Now, here's something really interesting that happens at the beginning of the fight. It almost, it almost canceled the fight. So you have 30 guys on each side, but the the McPherson side came up with one guy short. Well, you you can't you can't have we're, we're, this, this, to go forward with twenty nine on one side and thirty on there was was unspeakable. We're, we're, there's no way we're going to do that. Okay, so how are we going to handle this problem? We've we've got the McPherson guy that's comes come up sick. There's there's other. There's other speculation on what happened to that guy, and I, th- I think his story is getting conflated. I think it's actually something that happened at the end of the fight that gets pushed to the beginning. I'm going to go with a guy that got sick. Cannot fight. All right, so the Davidsons now have 30 guys. McPherson's have 29. How are we going to solve this inequality? Because we're just we're going to think about it. The Davidsons win. I'm like, well, you guys had an extra guy. So let's make sure it's just fair. Everything's fair from the start. Maybe we ought to cancel the fight. I don't know. Maybe Davidson's. Maybe you need to tell one of your guys to sit out. Now think about it like this. Today we have, in our culture today, we have professional athletes. The people who were the best warriors back in these days are the people who are the professional athletes now, right? You're the strongest, fastest, quickest reflexes, best coordination. They can, all the moving parts that need to work together between brain and all the different body parts and reflexes and nerves and all that stuff that so you guys get the idea right so think about today if you've got this and as much as we in our culture today esteem sports you know think about the amount of money that goes into sports and and like it said in what was that movie with the uh with um Will Smith and he was the the doctor and he was treating the, the CTE and he, the NFL players. and Anyway, the, the, one of the lines I always remember in that is this guy's talking about how big NFL has become and says, we took Sunday from God, which, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm a God-fearing man, I don't, but, I mean, according to what gets the most attention, 
It was kind of an interesting way to way to put it. Anyway, um, we we esteem this huge. Well, back in these days of, of this time period in Scotland, the thing that they esteemed more than athletes was warriors. And if you were a boy, the about the best thing that could happen to you that you could become when you grew up was a renowned warrior. Today, the equivalent of that would be the the sports star, right? That's on the the cover of all the the magazines and not on TV all the time, and everybody's buying his jersey and whatever. Well, so given given that that's the prestige level that we're talking about, how are you going to get one of them to sit out? Not likely, right? So none of the Davidsons, none of them are, are going to go along with sitting out. Okay, so now what are we going to do? We've, we've, we've got to call it off. We, we don't have equal sides. You have a guy on the, on the sidelines named, named Henry Wind, and that's spelt W-Y-N-D, Henry Wind. He was a, a blacksmith, an armorer, who happened to be in attendance at this event. And he steps forward and he says, for the, for the right price, I'll take the place of the missing man. We'll have even sides. We'll move forward. Well, everybody feels like this is a good solution to it. And he's, a, he's, a, he's an armorer. He's a blacksmith. He knows weapons well. He's not really shown it. You know, like I don't know if he had a reputation before this. Now he had a nickname in Gaelic, and and it indicates that he was the the word indicates that he was I don't know like it indicates crooked, and I don't I don't know what what it was about his body that was off a little bit, but he was strong and he was a good swordsman. And the McPherson says we'll take him. All right, so Henry gets in the, in the arena here, and and they, and they agreed to pay him his price. And they started off. Now, some sources will tell you that they were relegated to swords only, but other sources say no. There was all sorts of weapons involved, including bows and arrows, battle axes. I mean, it was it was it was all in. And they and then they started off shooting the arrows at each other. Well, and 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 one of the sources I read, this Henry Wind, this blacksmith, gets in there, takes a guy out with his bow and arrow. And in other sources, it doesn't say that it was with a bow and arrow, and it might have been with a sword. So I don't know what it was, but at the very early stage of this fight, they, they, in the words of the UFC refs, let's get it on. And they start they start going, tearing at each other. And right in the early part of this fight, this, this blacksmith, Henry, kills a guy. And as soon as he kills a guy, he goes off to the side, get, goes to the sidelines, sits down, and the McPherson chief, and I'm not, I don't know for sure that it was the chief of the McPherson's, it might have been a guy that he had put in charge, and there's different. You, you go check the different sources. They tell you, oh, it was, it was this guy or it was that guy. Whoever was the leader says, "What are you doing?" And this guy says, "He says I've earned my money. I did what, what I I took out one of their guys. Now it's even, twenty nine on twenty nine. You guys see to it." And then the leader, the McPherson contingent, says something to the effect of. You know what? I'm actually going to just read this from the history of the Highland clans. 
here's here's what happens because I want I want to get the exact quote in here of what happens this interchange at this point in the story. After the crooked armorer, by the name by the way that the the Gallic word I referred to earlier was was Krom, so they called him Gao Krom, Gao in, in Gallic meaning the smith, the crooked smith. Once again, I don't know what part of him was was crooked. After the crooked armorer had killed this his man, as already related from Bauer, it is said that he either sat down or drew aside, which being observed by the leader of Clooney's band, let me pause real quick, Clooney, McPherson of Clooney, McPherson, okay, Clooney's band, back into quoting, he asked his reason for thus stopping, on which Wind said, because I have fulfilled my bargain and earned my wages. The man, exclaimed the other, who keeps no reckoning of his good deeds without reckoning shall be repaid. An, ob- an observation which tempted the armorer to earn in the multiplied deaths of his opponents a sum exceeding by as many times the original stipulation. The speech of the leader has been formed into the Gallic adage Amfer nach kuntech ruim ha kuntenrish I don't know if my Gallic was very good there, but back to the quote, which Macintosh thus renders, the man that reckons not with me, I will not reckon with him. Anyway, the, the, the intent that enticed the, the smith back into the fight here was that don't be nitpicky with your service and I will not be nitpicky with my reward. And it turns out that, and I, when I get to the end of the story, I'll show you that the, the smith gets more than the originally agreed upon sum, which is just a, a finite amount of money. So he gets back into it, and the the two sides, the two sides have at it, and they're just they're it, it describes it in pretty bloody terms. In fact, let me go back and and go back once again. This is a history of the Highlands and the Highland clans, and it says that the violent thrust of the daggers and the tremendous gashes inflicted by the two-handed swords and battle axes hastened the work of butchery and death. Heads were cloven asunder. Limbs were lopped from the trunk. The meadow was soon flooded with blood and covered with dead and wounded men. Now, I'm sorry to be so graphic, but this is a, this is a, this is a pretty, pretty gruesome event. And I, yeah, this is, this, is, this is pretty hard business. It's one thing to tell the story, and it's entertainment, but had you been there and actually picturing what you're seeing, and maybe we're desensitized a little bit to this day because our movies have become so graphically violent. But in my in my in my thought, like this this would be something else. And and I've actually I can't remember what source I was reading or listening to about this battle, but it says that there was some discomfort on the part of some of the people observing. Well, now the work of death continued until there were only 11 men on the McPherson side and one left on the Davidson side. And that man turned and ran as hard as he could run. And he, he made this leap over a certain thing and they named it after him and it was famous from there on out. And they gave it a, a name in Gallic, which is interesting. The, the, the Gallic use in the name of the of the, the smith that enters into this party, the, the Gallic name for the place where the guy jumped over the, the creek or the river or whatever, um, the use of the Gallic in a part of, it were out of the highlands, we're in Perth. But keep in mind, we're pre-1400 even, pretty, pretty early, and there's a lot of parts of the lowlands that were still probably 
Gallic speaking at this time. That's just an interesting little side note for me. But anyway, one, one guy left. That's all that survived the Davidsons and 11 McPhersons. Now, let's talk a little bit about the aftermath of this. One is that what happens to the Smith? What do they give him in addition for, to the originally agreed upon amount? Well, what happens is he actually is awarded with territory in the McPherson territory. McPhersons were in the, the upper portion, meaning the upstream portion of the, the Strath Spay, which is watered by the River Spay. The downstream, you're getting into Grant territory there. But in the McPherson territory, which actually coincidentally is right next to the Davidson territory, but within the McPherson territory, the Smith was awarded some land, and there was a, a sept of the McPhersons from this point on that was the Schlicht, or that, that's, a, that's a name, that's a, a Gallic term for the, the seed or the posterity of this, the Smith. And, and so that, that's kind of interesting to me. They're not necessarily blood kin, and they probably intermarried later on, but the Smith, previous to this, doesn't have any connection to the McPhersons. But his descendants become very tightly connected with the McPhersons after this. So there's a, there's a, a postlude to what happens here. Another, another thing I just want to mention, as you, if any of you decide to chase any of these sources farther and jump deeper into this, some of these... Some of these 1800s sources will say, yep, and after this, the Davidsons were pretty well wiped out. When you see that in Scottish history, that one clan or one side was pretty well wiped out, I want you to take it with just a little... I don't want you to discount it. It it means that there was heavy casualties on that side, which is very true for this, for the Davidsons. But the Davidson fighting force was bigger than, than 30 guys. The Davidsons were not wiped out or crushed completely as a clan. Or you might read that back to the Battle of Invernahaven some years prior to the Battle of the North Inge, that the Davidsons were, were pretty well wiped out there. I'm just going to tell you that I've seen that said in other tales, like where the McFarlands were supposed to have been wiped out, and then you see them very militarily active not very many years later. Ah, maybe maybe we needed a generation or two to to bring back up. Maybe that that generation took a hard hit. But you don't see the Davidsons completely leave the scene in the history of the Highlands. You don't see the McFarlands leave the scene after that and I'm going back. I'm that incident I'm referring to is the the time where this the Stuart of Appen was trying to marry and make his get legitimately married to this gal that he'd had a son with, so the son can be the real heir, and he gets bushwhacked. And I did a whole episode on that because it made a great story. Um, I don't know how true it is, but <laughs> it's a really cool story. Anyway, um, just just be careful if you see that you, people are saying that the Davidsons were, were wiped out. I, I don't know about if that they were wiped out or not, but it didn't go well for them. The McPhersons won. I don't know. If the McPhersons got the right side, got to command the right wing from here on out in every battle that the Clan Hatton fought in, I don't know. I do know that it put an end to the feud between the Davidsons and the McPhersons. They, it, I don't know if it, it, I didn't take the fight completely out of them, but it took the fight out of them between each other. And my understanding is that this, this uh, allowed them to just move forward. 
And in a very grisly way, this is an example of something you see on the, the playground all the time, that two, two boys have a difference, have a beef with each other. They can just fight it out. Sometimes they go on, I'd say a lot of times, and I've had times where this was true for me when I was a, I was a boy, you just completely fight it out with somebody. And the next, the next day you're friends and you go on with your lives and you respect each other because you know that the other person's not a pushover. I don't, I'm not saying it's the right way to settle stuff. I'm just saying in this case, it seems to have solved the feud at the expense of these lives, which is tragic, tragic, tragic. And it did kind of remind me of how boys are on playgrounds. Hopefully as men, we can rise above that. And hopefully, I, I'm not a big fan of because I can force you to do something. I need to force you to do that. I, I don't like that. But I don't, I'm also not on the other side where force is never justified. I, su- I do think there's some things worth fighting for. But generally, my pride is not one of them. And that's, that's really where you see this feud develop between the Davidsons and the McPhersons is who gets to command the right wing? Well, we're senior. No, we're senior. And we get it. And you, I don't know. But you know what? I'm also not trying to judge people in the past by my own standards today. I wasn't raised like them. Um, and I think that's something, is, this, is a, this podcast is historical in nature. And I'm, I'm see, I see a lot of people do this. I'm just going to get up on a soapbox real quick. We get up, we're critical of people in previous ages, and we're judging them on our own standard, the way we were raised or with values that we've chosen to adopt in these days. That's an historical mistake. And now that was taught to me early on as an undergraduate at Utah State University, and I believe it was by Professor McInerney, talking about Gaelic last names. Um, he came from an Irish background because I ended up asking him about it once upon a time. But that's I remember him. It was in a big auditorium-type setting, and he told us that. Do not judge people in previous ages, in previous eras, by your own standards that you've chosen to or were brought up with today. Um, We can look back at these Highlanders and think, man, they were a bloodthirsty lot, and there's better ways than that. And there are. I do believe there are. At the same time, I don't want to come down on them. You see people do that with the founding fathers of the U.S. or or with the, 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 uh, the pilgrims. Did they have their problems? They sure did. They, I, I will never claim they are perfect. But if you get into their lives and study them in the context of the times they lived, there's some pretty inspiring examples to follow. And so uh, let's let's not make that mistake either with in any realm of history, U.S. history, Scottish history, any other type of history. Let's not judge people by the the standards that we have today. Um, when you were raised like these Highlanders were in a culture where the very best thing that you could become was a famed warrior, especially for the, for the men, that, that shapes the way you make decisions from there on out. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this story of the, uh, of the, the feud, the Davidson-McPherson feud, the Battle of the North Inch, and I hope, I hope in the future... I can continue to offer things for people on all all parts of the spectrum, whether you're just getting into Scottish history, you've just found out about your own personal tie, or you've been studying this stuff for years and years and years. 
I hope that we can put things out that are that are enjoyable and beneficial to all of you. Like I said, we've got coming up a series on Scottish clans for the beginners. All right, I'm going to continue to reach out to you all and bring you in. I think we've had a long run of maybe more academic type episodes, and we're going to bring it back to basics here in the near future. So thank you for joining me with me to with me today. Um, remember to reach out on uh, if you want to. I, I encourage you to to give some feedback. Go to the Scottish Facebook, the Scottish Clans Facebook group. Go to Apple Podcasts, like we cited earlier, some of the reviews we got on there. Leave me a review or go to Podbean. I encourage you I encourage you one way or the other to go to the Apple Podcast and leave a review on there. Every podcaster who has a podcast on that platform, they want to see a review on there. Um, please do it with mine, but you can choose if, as far as leaving feedback. You can do it there, podbean.com. You can go to the, the Scottish Clans Facebook group. And get and and leave feedback or or get involved in the discussions there. Thank you for joining me and until next time, Marshin Lev Andrasta. <laughs>